0: Alongside Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. On Sunday night, the Cardinals will be playing in the game of the world on ESPN, MLB Sunday Night Baseball, and their analyst, Eduardo Perez, is joining us now via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Eduardo, we always appreciate the time. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with us today. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing real
2: well, even better now that I'm speaking with you guys. So I hope you guys are doing well, and I hope the weather is a good one this weekend.
1: Oh, uh, it's a hot one, Eduardo. <laughs> it is a hot one, my man. I hope you're prepared for a little bit of humidity. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm from, I am from—I live in Miami, so I'm ready. I'm prepared for that one. And you did three seasons in St. Louis, Eduardo, <laughs> so you know what, like, May until August is like. You, you just what, can't guys. breathe.
2: I'm telling you, it's thank goodness it's still not July or August, but you're right. It's hot. It's hot in St. Louis, that's for sure. But at least, it's not like the 80s where there was turf on the field at the old bush.
0: So we'll Amen take to that. It could always be worse. All right, Eduardo, um, Cardinals fans are freaking out a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you about this offense. And I can't think of anybody that I would rather talk to about hitting than with you. How much have you been able to watch what's gone on with this Cardinals offense this year? And what are kind of your ten thousand foot views of the Cardinals' offense in twenty twenty two? Ten thousand views, huh? Uh, <laughs> well, um, you, you know, this is, and it's—I hate to
2: say it—because a lot of people, you know, start freaking out early on, and but it is kind of early still, and you know, it's unfortunate what happened. Everybody thought that Paul DeYoung was going to be able to turn it around from um, you know dismal last season. But he wasn't able to, and I think the right move was to send him down and see what they can do there. You got Donovan that's been playing shortstop right now, and it's too early for, for us to tell with him. But what the Cardinals do need is they need Tyler O'Neill to start swinging the bat like he did last year and start barreling baseballs up. And I think he's a major difference maker in being able to – Split up if it's uh, Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, who's having a fantastic start to the season. Juan Yepes has been a, uh, a bright spot, you know, playing both right, left, and DH since he's been up and, and, and doing a nice job. But the reality is, for this offense to click, you need Edmund to get on base, which he does, but you need Tyler O'Neill to swing the bat. And if he's able to do that, it's going to take a lot of pressure off the rest of the guys. The defense is always going to be there for St. Louis, and it'll take a lot of pressure out of if it's, uh, if it's Miles, if it's, uh, Michaelis and Matts and Hicks and, you know, and, and Adam, when he comes back from the IL, from the COVID IL, if that's on Sunday, which we're hoping for, but we'll see what
1: happens there. Eduardo, I, I hate that I'm going to ask this question, but I'm asking it because so many people well, immediately... Don't ask it. Don't ask it I know, I know, but you're the former hitter. You're the pro here. People, when they Let's see that the Cardinals offense struggle, they go immediately to, oh, it's Jeff Albert's fault. It's the hitting coach's fault. Why do people always go to that? And does that even affect a hitter when he's going through a slump like Tyler O'Neill?
2: Okay, so I was a hitting coach for two seasons with the Marlins, and I can tell you firsthand a lot of people will always point at the hitting coach. It's just part of the job. It's like a short order cook, right? No matter what, you might make the best dish possible, but at the end of the day, you're still dishing out plates. Um, it's it's unbelievable. It doesn't matter. There are 27 outs that have to be made when an offense struggle. A lot of people, yeah, they do point towards, um, towards uh, Jeff Albert, but I will say a lot of the hitters had their own personal hitting coaches, and this is not a thing that's just with the St. Louis Cardinals. This is an all-around thing in Major League Baseball, and if you look at it in professional baseball in, in general. So as much as you try to prepare the players and you give them the information that they need, each player is different, and I do believe that a hitting coach has to adjust to the player, not the player to the hitting coach. Um, I'm a firm believer in that. But I'm also a firm believer that the information, not, not only the analytical information and the kinetic information, but also what is the approach going to be against that certain pitcher on the mound. I think that's very important to be able to, to have, and at least the hitters understand what that, uh, how are they going to be able to attack you as a player in a given situation. And if you have that trust between a hitting coach and the players, it's a lot easier. But the players have to look at themselves in the mirror and understand that at the end of the day,
0: it's on them, not the hitting coach or any other coaches that are wearing that
2: Cardinal uniform.
0: Eduardo Perez is our guest here on 101 and Nobody had rather talk about hitting than, than Eduardo Perez. Eduardo, you mentioned Tyler O'Neal, and we, we've talked a lot about him, as you can probably imagine. And it, it's been a slow start to the season. He would tell you that. he He's mentioned that a number of times. Is there anything in particular that you've seen from him that looks different this year than what we saw from him last year when he was a legitimate MVP candidate in the National League?
2: Yeah, it's, you know, you, you look at what he's been able to go out there and do. And uh, the good thing for Tyler, and I'll, and I'll say this right away, he has not let his offense dictate how good he can play defense. He's a solid defender out there. He goes out there and he represents real well. But One of the things that stands out for me is, when, especially on the analytical terms, the hard hit rate, the approach that he's had so far is just not the same. He's not being aggressive early in counts. He's got a really good eye, and he's letting the, he let, he's letting, allowing the counts to go deep. He's fouling balls off that necessarily he would not foul off that we saw last season, the expected slugging percentage. It was in the 96th percentile along with the hard hit rate and the expected uh, WOBA, which is a weighted on base average uh, to go along with it. And so far this season, it's been a cold start for him. Um, and one thing that I would tell him is I wouldn't worry so much. He's got a great hand-eye coordination. And sometimes it's about just putting the ball in play for him to not to strike out. I wouldn't worry about that. I would want him to be aggressive. I want him to be – I want him to understand that when people pay to go see the the Cardinals, they're not paying to go see Nolan Arenado. They're not paying to go see Paul Goldschmidt. They're not paying to go see Adam Wainwright or Yadi Molina or Albert Pujols. He needs to get it through his mind that they are there to see him. And And just like Adam Wainwright should think, that when they go every fifth day, it's to see him. Just like Harrison Bader, when they go every day, it's to see him. It's a state of mind. And I was taught that by Mark McGuire when I was playing for the Cardinals, where he had asked me one time, who are they here to see? And it was a packed house, and everyone knew that they were there to see Big Mac. And I thought it was a trick question. I'm like, really, Mac? <laughs> they're here to see you. You pack them in during batting practice. But he goes, that's the difference between you and me. From now on, they're here to see you. And he has to understand that so he can show the best of himself, which we all know he's capable of, on a a nightly basis.
1: Eduardo, on that topic with Tyler O'Neill, another player who, who's going through it was Paul DeYoung, and you mentioned him as we opened up the show. Uh, you've seen this from a player's perspective and a hitting coach's perspective and a broadcaster's perspective. What's a guy like Paul DeYoung going through in this circumstance? And if you're a player that gets sent down because you're struggling and have been struggling, can you come back from that?
2: Oh, yeah. you You can definitely come back from it, but you have to understand that everybody that gives you an opinion about what you're doing at the plate means well. The problem is it's a lot of people doing so. And you start getting uh, not only Jeff Albert, but other people, uh, what do you see and what do you think or what do you think I'm doing? Is, am I starting early? Am I starting too late? Am I caught in between? Is my leg kick too high? Is it too low? Where are my hands? That's a lot of thinking. And I loved the fact that when I played and when I coached, I used to ask the players – when they were going well, what are they doing? Because it's easier to then get them back to um, get them back right on track, hearing their own voice, hearing their own words. Um, and it was something that I always did to make sure my teammates played better. It was something that I did the players that I coached did better. Is look, what are you doing right now? Well, I'm not thinking. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. When things are going bad, you start thinking too much. and, And the game is just too fast once you're between the lines to start trying to do as much as you really can't do.
0: Eduardo Perez is our guest for another minute or so here on 101 ESPN. Eduardo, based on our conversation, I think most Cardinals fans would probably be like, man, the Cardinals offense really stinks right now. (laughs) They're not doing anything well. Uh, They're clearly bottom five in all of baseball. Uh, That's not the case. They're actually top half of the league in basically every uh, statistical category, whether you're looking at uh, WRC Plus, slugging on base, batting average, runs, whatever it is that you're looking at metric-wise, at least traditionally, uh, they're in the top half of the league. What do you think it says about baseball right now so far in 2022 that the Cardinals, with a 240 batting average and 315 on base percentage as a team, that ranks right now in the top half of the league? It's it's strange to me that we've seen the numbers that are so low to start out this season.
2: Yeah, and I understand that clearly. And, and, you know, a lot of teams have started off slowly. Uh, A lot of people are, are claiming that it's the ball that's different or not. I will I will say that, you know, with a shortened and abbreviated spring training, we're seeing a lot more hitters face different pitchers on a daily basis. It's an average of four to five pitchers per game that we're seeing early on because starters aren't going as deep as they would be if they would have been built up in spring training. That makes it a little bit more difficult on the hitters to be able to adjust when you only get to see one guy that's throwing probably 95 to 100 miles per hour and you probably don't even know the name on his back. So that that that's one of the things that I've seen as a, an entirety in the entire league. There are those teams that are, have elite numbers, but not many. Many have struggled off the gate. The good thing that the Cardinals have is they can they can throw strikes. They have a, a very good starting staff, but most importantly, they can play defense. And defense and and they play they play well when it comes. They don't beat themselves up on the bases. I think that helps a lot, keeping them in games. And that's why they're 17 and 14 right now. And if Grass has it early on, they have a 38.6% chance of making the postseason. I would say with the 12 teams now in the postseason, their chances are a lot better than they were if it was only 18 or, or, or 10 in the league.
1: Speaking of defense, Eduardo, and this will be the final one from me, uh, we've already heard the trade speculation around the Cardinals talking about shortstop and bringing up the name of Xander Bogarts. When you hear that connection, does that make sense to you or do you feel like that that really doesn't it doesn't seem like a match made in heaven?
2: No, it makes a lot of
1: sense. If The Boston Red Sox aren't competing, and Xander Bogarts has an
2: out in his contract. The only way it would make sense, and most likely, Cardinals would have to definitely give up a major prospect for is if they would know that Xander Bogarts. then once he gets traded, uh, they can have a conversation with him and his representatives of being able to get an extension before putting on that Cardinal uniform. That way you don't lose him if it's just for half a season. Um, He would, and any player would and has fallen in love with what the Cardinal organization is about. Uh, But as soon as I put on that uniform in St. Louis, I fell in love with everything that the Cardinals stood for and more. And um, a lot has to do because of the fans, the city itself, and the way that they appreciate not only baseball but sports in general. So, um, yes, I would. But before I would do that, I would definitely try to give a chance to Tommy Edmund to go back to the shortstop position that he played in college. Um, Would he be a gold glover there? I don't think he needs to be a gold glover there but I think he would play adequately enough at short and then probably then call up Nolan Gorman, who just had a birthday a couple of days ago.
0: He's 22 years old, and he's, uh, and he's hitting the daylights out of the baseball in A for the Cardinals. He's Eduardo Perez, one of the absolute best in the business. Eduardo, Sunday night baseball is a heck of a lot of fun with watching you guys, what you're doing right now on the broadcast. It's been a, a really refreshing watch over the last few weeks since the start of the regular season. Thanks so much for spending a little bit of time with us this morning. Enjoy the game on Sunday, and we'll talk to you again soon. I appreciate it.
1: looking forward to landing on the FPL over there.